Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Maharaj Yudhishthira is glorified because as Prabhupada notes here in the Kapur, he fought for the right cause. Everyone is struggling in this material world and to fulfill their desires they may exhibit qualities such as determination, austerity, mercy. They may exhibit different qualities. You see here, some people have tremendous determination, but it's not for the right cause. It's all useless. Some, just like these sports stars, how do they have to train? They have to put so much work. They have to be very strict in their diet and very controlled. They can't go partying or drinking or smoking. They have to lead a very regulated life. Be very careful how much food they take. These film stars, they also they have to work very hard. Actually, no one was allowed even to study in Shastra unless he was a Brahmin, unless he initiated first. But first, you get your initiation. Upanayana is coming close to the Guru, the formal ceremony is there. Then only is instruction and basic knowledge given. So, the Guru has to see who is suitable to learn. Because who is not suitable, he may learn. But then he'll misuse the knowledge, just like you see nowadays there are so many people who they're commenting on scripture. They may be very learned in scripture, but they are not commenting properly. They're giving a misunderstanding. So all these conditions were there. But Kshatriya, he was supposed to be liberal in the sense he can forgive. 
If someone makes a mistake, but if someone is just an out and out rascal, his duty is to punish him. So there may have been many uh, fighters in history who are more valiant. In the history of India, there are many valiant fighters. Not in Gujarati. In Gujarati, they're, they're not inclined, but they're different. They're more Vaishya They're heroes of business. Business heroes. But you'll find in Maharashtra so many famous fighters. Most famous is the Shivaji. Among the Punjabis, Sikhs, they're gurus. They were all fighters. They were the gurus of the Sikh religion. They were not just talking, but they were fighters. You find the Sikhs, it's a religious principle. They have to, one of the laws, they're supposed to wear tila. They have to have a knife with them all the time. Because they're supposed from their tradition, because they have to be ready to fight. So Sikhs, Prabhupada's commentary, actually this, uh, this British Empire was built on the Indian fighters. Mostly the Sikhs, the Gurkhas and the Jats. Jats are strong Prabhupada's Especially the Sikhs and the Gurkhas. Some dog or cat, some 
So fighting spirit. Fighting spirit is, means not just violence for the sake of violence. That just before Napoleon was the French Revolution in which they threw out all the kings. They threw out the kings. And they were killing and executing so many people. So that was just anarchy. But then Napoleon came and he again became the king. By proper application of violence. That means he became a strong man to rule the kingdom. And he wanted to conquer other places. But so they have the spirit, fighting spirit, Kshatriya spirit. Some quality is there. But we're not praising them. We're praising Maharaj Yudhishthira because he fought for the right cause. In France, people are still proud of Napoleon because he fought for France, which they consider to be the right cause. But it's useless. They're considering themselves French, therefore they think Napoleon fought for the right cause. But Yudhishthira Maharaj, he actually fought for the right cause because he fought on for Dharma. He fought for Krishna. So this is very important. Sometimes we see that our devotees, they become um, attracted to the qualities of non-devotees. You see that someone, he's very well behaved and, and someone has a lot of determination. We can learn from that also. Chanakya Pandit, he teaches us that we can take from any source. If there's a good thing, we can take it from any source. What does he say? You can select a, a good wife, even from a lower class family. You can take, if you find some gold in a dirty place, you can take it out. It's not, even though the dirty place is contaminated, you can take it. You can, if you find nectar in the midst of poison, you can take that out. Sri Ratnam Dushkula Gati, even though this girl is from a lower caste. You can take and she is actually a highly qualified. So he gave the example also that you can learn some things from the dog. What will you learn from a dog? We criticize the dog. The dog also has some qualities. He's very faithful to his master. It's a good quality. Then uh, he's alert as soon as he's awake. He doesn't lie around thinking, oh, now I have to get up, how horrible. Immediately gets up. So some things you can learn, even from the dark. So you can learn also, when you see some qualities, in non-devotee, you can learn from them. But you shouldn't think that it in itself is a good quality, because it's misapplied. Someone may be very kind and gentle, we can learn. That's generally a good quality, but there's also time to in Krishna's service is also a time for harshness, just like Maharaj Yudhishthira was inclined to be gentle. When the time for harshness came, he also was ready for it, just like before the battle. He very respectfully, in a very gentlemanly way, approached all the leaders of the opposite party and offered, offered his respects to them and asked for their blessings. Please give us your blessing so that we can fight and kill you. And ask them, how can we kill you? He asked them, oh, Drona, how can we kill you? Vishnu, how can we kill you? Please tell me. Ashwatthama, how can we kill you? 
So he, was, he knew the time for gentleman and he knew the time for being harsh also. So generally, Vaishnav quality, sadhu quality, and he's peaceful, gentle in his behavior. So if we see that, even in the non-devotees, sometimes you see these people, by their nature, they're acquired from the modes of material nature. They're very well-behaved. Whereas sometimes you see our devotees, they're very roughly behaved. Due to the qualities they acquired in the modes of material nature. So a devotee is expected to be well-behaved. But even if a devotee is not so well-behaved, if he's engaged in Christian service, he's better situated than someone who is well-behaved but not engaged in Christian service. Because the person who's not engaged in Christian service, whatever good things he may be doing, it's not for the right cause. It's misapplied. Not that a devotee should take that as an excuse to misbehave. But it should be understood that even if someone is not behaving properly, if he's engaged in Krishna's service, then Krishna says, Apichet Sudharacharya Bhajate Mamananda Sadhaleva Samantha Even if someone be very badly behaves, if he's engaging myself, if he has the intention to serve me without any deviation, he's considered a sadhu. But that doesn't mean that one can go on being a rascal and say, I'm a sadhu, I'm serving Krishna. Because Krishna says, next, Shitram Bhavati Dharma Very quickly that the third person becomes fully religious. So if someone goes on committing abominable activities, that means he's in the name of serving Krishna. That means he's not actually properly serving, he's not making proper advancement. Devotee, he reflects the qualities of Krishna. His devotee advances. He reflects the qualities of Krishna. This is qualified in Bhagavatam. Those who are engaged in Krishna's service, Akinchana, so many times you find Ananya Bhav, Ananya Raja, firm devotional service, no deviation, only for Krishna. So such a person, they develop all the good qualities of the demigods. Demigods means they have good qualities due to their pious activities. So they develop good qualities. So that automatically comes to someone who engages in Krishna's service. But someone who apparently has good qualities, they may be good qualities, but they're not actually good qualities because they're only on the, they're only permutations and combinations of the three modes of material nature. That means someone has an apparent good quality, but it's applied in the wrong way, not for the right cause. Just like someone may be, let us be kind to the poor. Let us arrange to feed them meat. Or let us be considerate to the women that shouldn't they have the right to determine what to do with their own body and kill the child within the womb, have an abortion. It's also considerate the people, they, they consider it morally correct that we will allow this abortion, isn't it not morally correct, we should consider that now after all these people are married but they don't like each other very much so 
Why not allow them to get divorced? Seems like because we should be considerate. Considerate that all on the manoratinas, on the mental side, therefore they don't actually know what is good or what is right. Misapplied kindness. It's applied to the body. And the body can suffer. We will be happy if I enjoy this body. So Prabhupada so many times gave the example of saving, going to save the drowning man. But then you save his shirt. So what actually is the benefit? If someone is drowning, you go out you get bring them back to shore and save them, that's very good. If you go out, swim, go out to them, take off their shirt and bring it back. It's the same endeavor in God, but it's useless. Because you you didn't understand what that endeavor should be used for. It's the same endeavor, but it's useless. So in the same way people they may be endeavoring with determination, and they have so many good qualities, and they do so many things. But if it's not applied in the service of Krishna, then it's on the bodily concept of life, and it's all useless. Misapplied. Furthermore, someone who has got apparently good qualities, that will change in course of time. It's not fixed, because it's, it's on the mental plane. So now they may be very kind, but according to the modes of material nature that they associate with, then in course of time, they'll, the demoniac qualities will again become prominent. Who is nice today may be not nice tomorrow. So called nice. These are not fixed because they are not connected with devotional service, which is the intrinsic function of the soul. Therefore, the so-called good qualities, for one point they are misapplied, another point they are only connected with the false ego. So, the false ego that is basically everything in the wrong direction. Plus, it's not a false ego, there are so many changes, it's always changing position. Now, Juju false ego, I'm identifying, I'm this body, I'm Gujarati, I'm 20 years old. But then after some time, that will change. Now I'm a dog, now I'm a cat, according to the body. So what will happen to those good qualities? They're not, they're not permanent and they're not properly placed. So, again, it comes from the human. If one knows what is the proper purpose of life, then everything he does is going in the right direction. But if you don't know what the proper purpose of life is, and don't act in that way, then even your noble, noble, valiant qualities, it's all wasted. So many people in the world, they're struggling. Struggling for so many everything, useless things. Trying to become a sports champion, or, or a film personality, or leading politician. So much endeavor. It's all useless, waste of time. Now you're all endeavoring who will be the Prime Minister. Now someone became the Prime Minister. What is the ultimate benefit to them or anybody else? Unless they know Krishna, Yudhishthi Maharaj, who is the king, he knew Krishna. So he knew how to rule over the state so that people may get eternal benefit. But simply to become a political leader without doing that, 
what is the actual benefit? There is not only is there not benefit, but there is great harm. So we are praising Yudhishthira Maharaj as the ideal king. But others, they may have some qualities, leadership qualities, whatever. But because it's not applied in the right cause, the service of Krishna. Oh, yes, sir. So this is an important point here. Yudhishthira Maharaj, he was fighting for the right cause. So we should know what that is. The right cause is Krishna's cause. Krishna's cause at the present time and all time. The purpose of the creation is to give the conditioned souls a chance to revive their loving mentality towards Krishna. Especially at the present time. It is meant for spreading Krishna consciousness. This is the right cause. Anyone who takes part in it will become glorious, will become dear to Krishna. It may seem that others, well, they're more important, they're more learned. But the devotee of Krishna and those who are working on behalf of Krishna to spread Krishna consciousness, they become dear to Krishna. They, they, you may find people who are more learned than our devotees. They may be deeply learned in Shastra or in anything else. But they're not becoming dear to Krishna if they're not making the endeavor to bring others to Krishna. There may be others who are more austere than our devotees. But if they're not engaged in Krishna's service to bring others to Krishna's service, then that doesn't make them very dear to Krishna. Simply by being austere. It's better than being licentious, in indulging in gross sense gratification. But again, unless it's centered on pleasing Krishna, then what is the actual benefit? So this is the right cause that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has made very clear. Krishna Upadesh, Maragya, Guru Haik, Tara Upadesh. Wherever you go, wherever you meet, instruct them in the science of Krishna. In this way, become a guru and deliver the world, deliver the sun. So this is the cause. We are at one time trying to extricate ourselves from this illusion, but it's such an emergency situation, we can't wait until we're just all completely learned and qualified and so many we have to go and preach a little can't wait until I've learned the whole Vedanta Sutra, Ramayana, Upanishads, and when I've learned them all and all the different commentaries, then I'll preach. And you won't make it in this life. You don't have the brain capacity to even remember all this. But if at any stage we can inspire others to chant Hare Krishna. And even without understanding all of the philosophy behind it, there's so much sense. Then uh, we do that and we become dear to Krishna. So this is the right cause. Not that we shouldn't understand it. Also, because we should be understood for the sake of ourselves that we have the right conception what is the meaning of chanting Hare Krishna. So that our doubts can be cleared and so that we can clear the doubts of others. But we shouldn't get 
misled this way, that way. There are so many side paths we can go on. The path of Krishna consciousness is very straight, forward, and clear. Anande Bala Hari Bhajavindavam Shri Guru Vaishnava Bhava Majayam. Just simply chanting Hare Krishna, being happy, aspiring to serve the land of Vrindavan, following the order to Guru, associating with Vaishnavas, the principles are very, very good. So it's very good to have a clear, simple vision. Simply, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, I am His servant. So what do I have to do? I have to serve. So simple. Philosophy of Krishna is very, very simple. Nothing different. Sometimes we become mixed up in different complexities. Because the world is complex. No doubt. How this world is existing, how it's resting on Krishna's energies. Krishna has so many different energies. Palasya Shakya, Vividhaiva Shuryati, Swabhavaki, Jahanabhalasya Krishna has unlimited energies. His knowledge potency, his activity potency, they're all working under his direction automatically. So to understand Krishna's energies, it's very complex. You see, these students are studying physics. Very complex how all these things are going on. But the simple understanding is that all these energies are going on under the direction of Krishna. When you become the greatest physicist, just by understanding that, you may not understand all the different things refraction of light and electrical waves and so many different things. But if you understand the essence, these are all Krishna's energies. Everything is working on the Krishna's direction. Then you become automatically topmost position. Whereas someone who may understand so many different points about physics, but he doesn't see that Krishna is the supreme physicist behind everything, then he missed the whole point. So it's the same thing. You have to come to the right point, you have to come to the right cause, and everything is done. If a devotee offers Krishna flower with love, that is most significant. It doesn't seem significant. But because Krishna is significant, that is the most significant thing. Whereas if someone else organizes an army, conquers an empire, it's all meaningless. Because it's applied in the wrong place. So Yudhishthya Maharaj is being praised here. There may have been other kings who were also pious. There may have been other kings who were better fighters or more noble or whatever. But because Yudhishthya Maharaj is a devotee of Krishna and he offered all his endeavors to Krishna, therefore he's being glorified in the pages of Bhagavata as the topmost pious king because he knew what is the right cause to apply his endeavors in Hare Krishna. Is that any question? The qualities of non-devotees, because they're not rooted in bhakti, then they're temporary. Because they're not rooted in bhakti. Mm. So, in what sense are the devotional qualities eternal? 
Because the devotional qualities are eternal because they are connected with the soul. That means devotional service, kindness in devotional service. What does that mean? That you see other living beings as part of the house of Krishna, you try to help them to come to Krishna. So that is an intrinsic inherent quality of the soul which is not lost. Once that quality is always there, but it's covered over by material concepts of life. But when one revives that, that is never lost. When the Krishna consciousness is revived, that quality remains. Whereas kindness on the material platform, because we identify with the body, we think, let me feed someone. Let me provide a hospital. So the activity in itself cannot provide any permanent benefit. And also, as I was explaining in the class, the attitude will change in the course of time. You'll change body, you'll, in the course of material life, you mix with different people and different situations in the modes of nature, and you're affected by that association. So someone who may be very kind in this life may be cruel in another life. Because the mentality changes, the attitude changes. Yeah, so can we infer that if uh, someone develops a quality, emotional quality, and then it takes another birth, and that same quality will manifest as long as he's on the path Yeah, whatever is developed in devotional service is not lost, even if it's not completely manifested. It may be that someone, even on the material platform, if they have some qualities, that may carry on to their next life also. It may not just. It may not suddenly change that you're a very pious person in this life and a demoniac person in the next life. It may take some time also. Hare Krishna.